Blog Talk Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Hello, listeners. This is Lisa Earhart for Talk Box Radio. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? We're getting very close to Christmas, as you know. I just wanted to do probably a shorter podcast. I'm welcoming your calls, of course. And I'd like to do a follow-up podcast on the same theme, uh, either later this week or possibly next week. Hopefully we'll get to that. And I just really felt like doing this right now. So I just want to talk about a little bit about what holiday stress is, what the causes are, and maybe help you feel a little bit better during this time. So first question is, what kind of expectation are you putting on yourself this year? Are you overspending? Do you have too many plans and not enough time just to relax? Remember, this is really what are the holidays about? The holidays mean different things to different people. So let's say, as an example, holidays for you are about spending time with your family. Um, so you have a set of things that expectations attached to being with your family. Um, you have to take a look at what kind of expectation you're putting on yourself. How can you simplify this year and how can you make the time with your family meaningful and not just about all the peripherals? Now, really what we're talking about here is the ritual, the ritual that's set from childhood. Can the ritual change? Yes, it can. Does it? Yes, it has to because life changes. People change. People, you know, move away from each other, maybe can't see each other every year. But we have this this ritual set in our minds from very early on, and that continues year after year. What is the problem with this? The problem may be that that no longer is going to work in our lives, that ritual. And yet the expectation is still there that we have this ritual, the expectation that we put on ourselves, that maybe the external pressures, but really what is pressure? Have you ever really thought about what pressure is? The pressure that you feel, the pressure that you feel, I'm going to suggest you are putting it on yourself. Nobody else can really, excuse me, can really pressure you, right? I mean, what is pressure but an emotion where you feel pushed, right? Think about it. Imagine that you're you're push, pressing your hand up against something. That's pressure. You're pushing if you let go of the pressure, you let go of pushing against something, you have no more pressure, right? So the pressure that we feel, we get conditioned, as I'm going to say, as a young child, you're conditioned. You're conditioned, all the things you're exposed to experience, um, that sets in to your brain on a very deep level what you then may take with you for the rest of your life as an expectation 
as to how Christmas is supposed to be. If you're watching TV, uh, you know, you're reading magazines, exposed to the media, you're seeing ads of how Christmas is supposed to be. What is that image? Everybody's happy. Everybody's having a good time. Party, 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 right? But the problem is, is that puts a kind of a pressure or it can put a pressure on you if you let it. Can you control the pressure? I don't know. I don't know. But you can say, I'm going to do something different so that I am not exposing myself to the stimuli that sets off the pressure. So this is easier said than done, I know, especially if you have a family, uh, friends that you you have plans to get together and maybe people are buying gifts for each other and all this kind of thing, which is pretty typical. You know, how do you stay sane if you are feeling all kinds of pressure, feeling like, oh, you know, you have to spend all this money that you don't happen to have you know, maybe you don't happen to feel like being around those people. Maybe you had a bad experience over Thanksgiving if you saw the same people and, you know, you are dreading. Is this you? Are you dreading seeing the same relatives again, maybe? Do you have a choice? Can you say no? Can you say no to some things? Well, what I'm going to suggest is that you find the things you can say no to and say no to them. Figure out what you can control and then get control out of uh, control of that. And let's say you are with your family and there are people that, you know, they are driving you nuts. Well, you know, and you don't really want to see them and everything. Why not simplify it for yourself? Be good to yourself. Take it easy on yourself. Give yourself permission to not spend so much time with that person. If a person's driving you crazy, maybe if you feel a sense of obligation that you want to reach out to the person a little, do that. But then, you know, chill out. Go talk to somebody else. Give yourself permission. You don't have to be consumed by a person or people who are driving you nuts. Let's talk about money for a minute. You know, this is, uh, the again, this is about this external pressure. Let's say as a child you got a lot of gifts and you saw a lot of people getting a lot of gifts, maybe expensive gifts, now set into your mind is this feeling, oh, now I have to do the same thing. Or let's say you have, <clears throat> you, have you know, some people who expect fancy gifts. Well, let me just ask you this question. What is that all about? What are we, what is, what happened to Christmas? Right? What does Christmas mean to you? And I don't mean to exclude uh, Hanukkah here. I am speaking from my point of view as having celebrated Christmas myself, but with Hanukkah, that may be a whole other set of emotions, and I'd love to hear from people who celebrate Hanukkah. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I'm doing another aside here, if you'll just bear with me. This is something I really feel is not fair to Jewish people, is that we are just like 
splattering the, you know, the Christmas tree lights and everything everywhere. Meanwhile, in the Jewish people don't have this. Now, I will tell you, I, I taught piano for many years and um, I had some Jewish students who wished they had a Christmas tree, you know, Christmas lights because they felt also probably excluded in school because here the kids, the Christians are celebrating Christmas and well, how come, how come we can't have that in our house? I did have a customer, by the way, who she had both things in her house. She had, because she grew up like that. See, she had that ritual and in her house, in her Jewish household, she grew up in, they had a Christmas tree and then they had, you know, the menorah and, so it was a little, it was interesting, but I had to stretch in my mind because my ritual was something opposite. It's like we do one thing and this is it. You know, we have the Christmas tree and the, you know, it's, it's all better. Anyway, um, let's get back to the gift thing here. Now, what is Christmas about? You know, you, you hear this, this spirit of giving, love and all of that. Well, is the spirit of giving, is that equal to an expensive item? Think about that a second. Just think about it. Let's just slow down here and quiet our minds for a minute. I'd like you to just take a deep breath. Close your eyes. And picture this person that you want to get a gift for. And picture this gift. Let's say it's an expensive item. So, is this about love that I'm extending to this person when I get them this car or, you know, whatever, diamonds? What is this about? You may find that the answer will come to you that you're not expecting. The answer may be, well, wait a minute, you know, this isn't about love. Might be. Hey, maybe the person has a broken down car. They really could use a new car. And you want to dig into your pockets to help that person. I think, personally, I think that's just, that's okay. about getting gifts because you're, you're worried if you don't spend a certain amount, that person will judge you, or maybe your friends will judge you, your family will judge you. It's not good enough. Well, come on. That's where all this pressure comes from then. You're just digging yourself into a deeper hole, in my humble opinion. So what if you were to say this year, I am not going to overspend and kill myself to get a gift to impress this person or you know, we see on TV, you know, buy her a diamond. She'll love you forever. Okay, come on. The diamond is not love. It's a beautiful, you know, piece of jewelry. And it can represent some type of a, an affection toward the person, commitment if it's an engagement ring. Yes, but if you feel like... The only way you can express love to a person is by meeting the expectation of that, how expensive the gift is, how perfect the gift is, how it's meeting the expectations of what everybody else thinks you should get. 
then where what happened to Christmas? This isn't it's not about Christmas anymore. It's about making an impression. It's not about giving. But like I was using the analogy before, if if you know somebody really needs a car and they you know that they need it for work or whatever and maybe they're driving an unsafe vehicle and they can't afford a new car. And you want to get them. You want to help them. That's very different than I want to press you. Look how big my my wallet is. I'll 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 buy this for you. And then don't, don't tell me you don't have expectation that follows that gift too. So if there's no expectation that follows the gift, if you're not doing it because you feel pressured, remember pressing against the wall, pressure, pressure. If you if if you're not doing it because you feel pressured to meet the expectations of other people, then and you'll feel okay about it. Let's talk about setting a budget now. Have you set a budget? And I know we're getting pretty close to that day, Christmas, you know. The most wonderful day of the year. Is it? Is it for you the most wonderful day of the year? So have you set a budget? And are you sticking to the budget? Is the budget realistic for you? Are you going to go into credit card debt to buy gifts for people? Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Because what's going to happen once you're in debt? You're going to be paying interest for the gifts. The gifts are going to get more and more expensive. And do you? let me just ask you this other. Do you remember the gifts you got last year, if you got gifts? Think about that a second. Do you remember all the things you got? Maybe you don't. Do you remember all the things you gave? Maybe you don't. So if that's the case, aren't we just talking about gifts that are given on one day of the year, and then maybe we just forget about it after that? So they don't really leave a long-time memory lasting. Okay. So... Another piece of advice I have for you is if you're inclined to, when you go into a store, to just like have impulsive buying, you know, you know how they like still stick stuff by the register and be like, oh, I have to have that. I have to get that. Um, and maybe you impulsively buy it or you, you went in for one thing and, uh, and then you end up buying like 10 things by the time you get to the register. Or you go into a store. There's a store I, I'm thinking of right now, and I, I will, it will remain nameless right now. I mean, I like the store, but I'm just, it's going to remain nameless. This store, when you go into the store, it is so confusing. You don't know where you are. You like, because the way they place things, it's like it's to mess with your mind. You know, you're like going in looking for one thing, and but you Things are not in like an ordered aisles or anything. So you're like, where am I? Where am I going? Where I was going this way, but now I'm going that way. And oh, look at that over there. And oh, what's that? That. Be careful. Hey, if you know you have the propensity to get tempted by things that 
you weren't planning to get and would put you over your budget, listen, bring cash. That's a really good idea, don't you think? Keep it in a safe place because there may be some people looking to pick your pocket, especially this time of year, okay? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, beware when you're carrying cash, even credit cards. You know, you know the drill. All right, so if you take cash with you, you are going to feel every dollar differently than that credit card. The credit card promises you time to pay it off, but you know every time you get, when you have time, you're paying for the time. You're paying for the time to pay it off because there's going to be interest most likely. Okay, so be be good to yourself. Give yourself a break here. And if you set a budget or whatever it is, let's just throw out a number. And you may laugh and say, oh, that isn't anywhere near enough. I'm going to throw out a number, okay? $150. I was thinking 300 I don't know how many people you want to buy for, okay? I don't know. But let's set the budget to $150, Okay. Now, I'm going to challenge you, whatever your budget is, take off $25. Get into the habit of cutting back from the budget. That's a good idea, right? Discipline your mind. So put the number on the table and analyze when you do. How do you set the budget? You take a look at all of your other expenses that you have for the month. I know this isn't any fun, right? But it's about getting control and getting control of your stress levels because might you might think, oh, this is going to help me cope with my stress because I'm just going to overspend money I don't have. But it's okay because I'm going to pay it off. No, no, no. Because once those bills start coming and, you know, you face the debt you have now incurred by the extra spending and all of your ge- wonderful generosity, you are now, guess what? You're going to have even more stress on your plate. Okay. It's going to be long-term stress, you know, and it could get you into trouble. It could mean that you, you can't now pay for other things that you need. So be realistic and get yourself off the hook of what people, maybe you think people are expecting. And just because somebody expects something from you, guess who's putting, let's go back to this other thing about pressure. Guess who's putting the pressure on you? You are putting the pressure on you. You're doing it. I know. It seems like other people are pressuring you, maybe. How are they pressuring you? How are they making you feel anything? You are making yourself feel that way because you're taking what they say, you're taking it in. You're, you're, you're accepting it as law. So what you need to do is you need to have a mindset where if somebody said something to you or you see a commercial and it tells you, you've got to buy these diamonds, fellas, no, no, you've got to get the diamonds, what you need to do is you have to have a plan that you're going to get those, you're going to get those messages coming at you and you have to just say in your mind, every time you see that thing, 
someone saying something to you in your mind, you just say, no, you know, abstractly picture your hand going up into the face of the onslaught of the pressure from outside, the messages from outside, and say, no. And you, if let's say you're on the phone with somebody, do people talk on the phone anymore? Say you're on a phone, text message, whatever. The conversation is starting to go to a place where you are feeling uncomfortable. You must. You must remove yourself from this conversation, especially at this time of year, okay? If conversation is going to this thing, this subject matter, that makes you pressure yourself. Yes, let's change the the wordage here. From <clears throat> they make me feel pressured to what they're saying. When they say that, I feel pressured. Because when you can own the feeling, you can start to change your thinking. Change your thinking and then hopefully change the feeling, ultimately. The thinking, change your action, change the feeling. But as long as you succumb to outside influences, you're going to be in that same trap forever, year after year. Now, here's another question. I am going to venture to say, that women feel a lot more pressure than men do. Is that true? Why don't you contact me and let me know your thoughts about that. Go to my website. It's talkboxradio.com. Contact me through there and let me know. And by the way, please follow my podcast because I'd love to keep in touch with you. Each one of you is very important to me. My listeners are very valuable to me. If you've got any experiences you want to share about the holidays, quite a few more days left. We've got another holiday coming up next. You know what that is, New Year's Eve. So there's a lot of emotion this time of year. Why do we have these three holidays sandwiched together? Is it not a little insane to you? It's too much. It's too much pressure. Okay, anyway, I was going back to this other point. <coughs> women women feel more pressured than men. Men have a more, you know, I'm going to venture to say, much more relaxed, relaxed attitude about this kind of thing. Now, if you're a guy and you disagree with me, I want to hear from you. Please tell me if I'm wrong about this. But women are typically under a lot more pressure to do things for other people, take care of other people, maybe, and hopefully, this is changing now, as more men are doing, are sharing in the parenting role, there are more single dads out there, but still this feeling of having to take care of people, put other people first to women as the ultimate expectation of what it means to be a woman, one of the things. You know, you put your family first, your, you know, if you're, you're a career mom, and many are, 
you know, many work outside the home, and then you come home and you're expected to do all the work, take care of the kids, take care of the husband or whomever. Um, and so there's not a lot of time for yourself. So we're given these messages our whole lives, starting off very young, <clears throat> that this is what we're supposed to do. So it would make sense that women feel a lot more pressure on a very deep level to be the perfect person over the holidays, do the right thing for everybody, take care of everybody. Well, I am going to say this right now. Listen to me, women and men. Who's the number one person you need to take care of first and foremost before anybody else? It's you. Because... If you don't take care of yourself to be able to be very helpful for anybody, right, or you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself, it's just like they say, you can't really be in a healthy relationship with another person until you're in a healthy relationship with yourself, right? Same idea, okay? So... So I'm going to say simplify, delegate, maybe do a little less, you know. Like I'm going to give you another example. This goes back to my piano teaching days and bringing bringing up my piano teaching twice here in the podcast. I would get gifts from the students' parents, you know, every year. Why? Because they had to. It's just like... You know, with teachers at school, they teachers at school do really well. They get all kinds of presents because it's expected. And who's buying all those presents and taking care of all the wrapping? Most likely the moms are doing it. I know I had to do that too. Believe me, it was a lot of presents. Okay, so I'm just going back to this time that I got. I It still stands out in my mind. And this is from my conditioning, okay? It's from my conditioning that women are supposed to, you know, go above and beyond and take care of everybody and do all these special things, right? (laughs) I got a box of, uh, it was like chocolates or something. And it, and this was from one of the mothers and, and I, you know, I wasn't, you know, she was, I didn't feel very close to her necessarily. There were some clients who I really, you know, felt good relationships with them. So she was, I'm going to say she was just a little bit colder to deal with. Okay. And she gave me um, a gift, this chocolate, and it wasn't, it wasn't wrapped or anything. And my conditioning said, well, why wasn't it wrapped? You know, it's like, why couldn't she take Two, two minutes or the five minutes to wrap the gift, maybe give me a card or something. Because all that stuff is what I was conditioned to believe is what you're supposed to do. Or maybe it's just because I like to do it. You know, I'm, I, I like to give, when I give a gift, again, now this is about, this goes back to the beginning of the podcast when I was talking about the meaning behind Remember the analogy about the car. I don't I don't go to get a a card that has everything in it and I just stick my name on there. Why? Because I want to put something in there that says something special about my my feelings about that person. 
And that, to me, is a gift I'm giving them. So I do that with cards, and I, I like to wrap something up because when you're wrapping a gift, it's like that's part of the gift, right? I mean, it's your time. Maybe you don't have the time. Oh, by the way, if you don't have the time, delegate, please. You can wrap less. doesn't have to be the most amazing wrapping paper. You know, I've become much more conscious about everything. Because they say there there is no away. When you say you're throwing something away, there's no away. There's no place for stuff to just go. So there are different ways you can wrap without, you know, adding a lot of stuff to the environment that it's going to just end. I mean, it's just going to get wasted, right? Maybe sometimes I've given things wrapped in cloth because I know that person could use then that cloth or something. But, you know, I, I use wrapping paper still. But there's different ways. Uh, we can all have a carbon footprint, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going back to this other this example. So the feeling I had from that gift from this person who I I'm just gonna say, you know, wasn't she? She was a little bit on the cold side. Okay, so I I shouldn't be surprised. Um, that she didn't take the time to wrap the gift or include a card. Because I worked I work very hard as a piano teacher. I mean, I really gave it everything um, I had. So I figured, well, I deserve to have a card with some kind of expression of appreciation in there. By the way, men, here's, here's my tip to you. Um, women need to hear they're appreciated. Everybody needs to know they're appreciated, but women really need so this was to a teacher in in school for for one of my kids that person acknowledged the card over the gift because i spent time thinking about them you know letting them know they were special to me and that transcended the gift it was about the thought i am i'm serious here so anyway i still remember this gift that didn't really feel like a gift. It felt like an obligation. I have to give you something. So here, here's this box of chocolates. Just take it. That's the way that felt. So it's the meaning. It's the meaning. And you could, by the way, here's another thing. You could give somebody an expensive gift. What's the meaning you're attaching to the gift? Are you saying, if I, uh, okay, I'm going to be, Really blunt and direct here, okay? Guys, I'm going to get my girlfriend some diamonds, and then she's going to just, you know, I just, I'm going to, whatever. Or maybe it's a new, a new prospective girlfriend. I'm going to buy her some diamonds. I'm going to impress her. She'll sleep with me right away. So, you know, I know maybe that happens, but... It's the expectation that can be a problem. It's like, oh, you're giving this to me? Like someone might say, I can't, I can't accept this gift from you. Why are they saying that? Why are they saying, I can't accept this? Because they're not saying, wow, this means so much to me. It was such a beautiful thought that went behind it. You know, have you heard of that expression, the thought behind the gift, right? I can't accept this gift. Because I know what the expectation is that's attached to the gift. 
And that's the problem. That's a slippery slope with expensive gifts. Okay, slippery slope. This really expensive gift. Now, what are you expecting in return? Right? I could go on about romance and that sort of thing, and maybe I'll be saving that for another podcast. But now, is there a middle of the road? Is there a middle of the road between really super expensive gift and really like I just picked this up for for nothing and I didn't care about how I wrapped it and I'm not even giving you a card and I don't care. Is there something in the middle? What is this really about? This is about showing the person. Come on, let's think about this a second, okay? Why are we giving gifts? Why? Wouldn't the most meaningful reason be because we want that person to know that they matter to us, that they're important to us? Isn't that what this is all about? That's, in my mind, what this is about. And from that, you will feel good about what you're doing. And that will help you with any stress you're feeling. You know, how can I give something to this person? Let them know they matter to me. The other thing. And there's, there's just still so many things to talk about, about the holidays. And I'd like to do another show. And I'd love to include you. I want you to call me at the next show. Anyway. About giving gifts that mean something to you and to them, you know, and letting that person know that they are important to you. That's really what this is all about. Oh, yes. And this other thing. I want you to think about your family for a second. Seeing your family, if this this is what you're going to be doing on Christmas and maybe dreading seeing your family. Well, I want you to just consider, if you can ask, answer this question, do you value that person in your life at all? If your answer is yes, and you'll have an answer right away. No, it's either no or yes, really. could be maybe. But which, which one are you leaning on more, yes or no? Do I value this person in my life, okay? If the answer is yes, then what I'm going to ask you to do is plan on just tuning into that feeling of valuing the person. If they drive you nuts, you can keep your distance a little bit, set some boundaries. They're not going to be here forever unless they figure out a way to keep people alive forever. Okay, they are not going to be here forever. And I want you to fast forward to next year and imagine they're no longer here. Would you have a regret for not having spent a little time with them this year? Would you, would you feel would you feel regretful about that? And if the answer is yes, then hey, guess what? Now you found a reason, a purpose to seeing that person this year. Okay, and just just tune in to that feeling. Let's just forget about 
Let's forget about the expectations, the gifts, the all the parties, and I have to be happy. It's Christmas. All just stop that for a second, and just focus on a feeling. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes again. The feeling of love for that person. It's kind of complicated, isn't it? Especially with three holidays sandwiched together. And, you know, we're so busy getting everything ready. And, you know, if you're, you're, you're doing parties with people and, you're, you know, it's all about the stuff and the busy and the, you know, crazy and the hectic. Okay, so I'm going to give you a minute right now to just relax, okay? Relax. Close your eyes. You know, I like to do these close your eyes exercises. And just focus on that person. Let's pick a person who you want to see. Let's go with, let's start with something easier, okay? A person you're looking forward to seeing. And maybe this person is going to be in a gathering of people you don't want to see, okay? It's actually a good exercise, all right? Just focus on them. Picture their hair, their eyes, their voice. Maybe a good experience you had with them. The last time you spoke with them, texted them, saw them, and the good feeling you had. Just feel that. And imagine, with your eyes closed, as long as you're not driving a car right now, imagine yourself feeling very good again seeing them and how good that feels. Now, don't you already feel better? Okay. Now, know that you have this feeling you're going to take with you to that gathering. Okay, and and wear it, wear it. And if there if there are people in this group that you don't want to be around, let this good feeling you have about this person you're looking forward to seeing, let that be your cocoon of emotion, your protection. Okay, against the other possible onslaughts of people you don't want to see. Okay, now we're going to go to another phase two of the exercise, right? With eyes closed as long as you're not driving a car or or operating machinery. (laughs) Okay. I want you to think of a person who you don't want to see maybe had a bad experience with the last time, the last holiday, perhaps it was Thanksgiving. Or you maybe have felt a little bit of anxiety about seeing whatever the reason, their their voice, try and hear the voice a little bit. Try and get a sense of what might be bothering them. Try to have a little compassion, empathy. And if something happened that upset you, Try to just, with your mind, just kind of minimize that and just let it go. Just let it go. Now, go a little deeper and just focus on a feeling of love. Go beneath, visualize yourself with a, whatever it is, something that's going to just break the discord in your mind. It's all in your mind. And you go, Deeper, deeper level, 
to until you can find a feeling of love that's underneath all the chaos, the conflict, any kind of bad feelings that might be there. Go deeper than that to a feeling of love. Just human connection. This imagine that that person is in dire distress. You know, maybe they're, you know, they're they're having some kind of extreme health crisis. And now how do you feel? Do you want to help them? Most likely the answer is yes. So that's where the love is. If you see that person in dire distress and they need you, it's just you and them in the room. Nobody else is there. What are you going to do? You're going to let them die? I don't think so. So that's where your love is. Okay? So that's the level. I'm just asking you to just focus on that right now. Care for the person that goes deeper than the conflict. Okay? The roots. Okay? Just just the humanity. Okay? Just feel that for a minute. Take a deep breath. Okay, now feel that, and what I'm going to ask you to do is you just remember that feeling when you go to that party, you go to the gathering. This is the feeling that you're going to just have. So no matter what happens, you still have that you're in touch with just a connection with that person, just the love, all right? The love, and if they say something to try that, that, you know, you might feel upset about, just, just go to that, go to that feeling. You could do the exercise again. You can excuse yourself, go into the bathroom, wherever you can be alone for five minutes, just focus. You can also... <clears throat> go out and take a walk and you can say, I need to get a little fresh air, a little exercise and, and replenish this, do this exercise again. Cause what you're doing when you focus and you go deep down and to get to the core that just the love, just the love, nothing else. That's really what connects us all together. So go do the love and then you'll feel the way the love that you feel also connects you to that person and they to you, okay, and you to yourself. It's all connected. You know, you may have heard this before, this expression, we're all connected, we're all one. So, again, if you have trouble really doing this, you know, you cut yourself some slack, don't do it. You don't have to do this exercise. But if you're finding that this is helping you, then this is the right exercise to do. And I would love to hear from you and hear how you're doing. I want to hear how you did after Christmas, too. And now, when you go back into that gathering and you've done this exercise for five minutes, remember to take deep breaths. Relax yourself, too, before you go there. You know, you don't have to spend time with that person. But one thing to know is, if they're talking and they're saying things that normally would bother you, just go to that love feeling and don't react to them. Don't react. 
Tell yourself I'm not going to respond to what they're saying or doing. I'm just going to stay right where I am, you know, because that's the key. Because, you know, people start getting into all kinds of fights. It's, it's so emotional. The drinking, things get out of control. The expectations are there. You know, this is Christmas. We're supposed to be happy, having a good time. It's all about the love, you know, and I'm saying that facetiously here because what is really all about the love is just that pure feeling, that feeling of goodness to another person. So just keep yourself, remember your cocoon, the good feeling. By the way, the good feeling with that person, you know, the part one of the exercise, maybe that person isn't there. Well, you know what? You can bring them in, in your mind. You can you can imagine that they're there with you, sitting right next to you. Or you could connect with them in another way. You could You could text them, check in with them, and that kind of thing. And do you have to stay for hours at this gathering if you don't want to be there? No, you don't. Is it expected of you to be there for hours? Maybe. But you could also take some breaks and some breathers. Because as soon as you, if you put a whole bunch of people in one space, there's bound to be some people who may not be in agreement with each other all the time. One of the things that to remind yourself of is if there's some conflict, it's not necessarily going to get resolved on this one day, you know. Mostly it's about you and how you're feeling. That's really number one, okay? It's how... You're feeling about yourself and how you're feeling about yourself when you're around this person who is driving you crazy, right? It is. Because if you feel really centered and really, you know, feeling whole within yourself, all this other extemporaneous stuff, the people who are talking to you, The ads you're seeing on TV really can't get to the core of you. Now, let's do one of their exercises. This is probably the most essential exercise. And this one you could do before any other. So, again, if your eyes are not closed, please close them as long as you're not driving a car or doing anything else that you could endanger yourself with with eyes closed. Okay? Take a deep breath. Relax. Just tense up your shoulders for a second, draw them in really tight, and then let them go. Part of your body that's feeling any kind of, you know, not relaxed, just let it go. Relax, okay? Now, I want you to picture in your mind's eye, you, you. You as your best friend to you. I want you to go deeply into a feeling of love for yourself. If there's other stuff in the way and you're saying, I can't feel that, what I want you to do is visualize yourself with your hands. Just You could even do this physically out in the air. I'm doing that right now, just pushing out the... Whatever this is, this entanglement, the conflict, the challenge, just making this very difficult 
for you to get to this core of love for yourself, okay? You can also ask. You can pray for help for this, okay? So you just push, just physically take away the that conflict until you get to this point of love, and that's underneath, and it's pure, pure feeling, and this is love for yourself. This is a feeling that you're okay. Just as you are. Just focus on that for a minute, okay? Say, just say out loud, I love myself. I love myself. I'm okay as I am. Okay? Say that again. I love myself. I'm okay as I am. And just feel that love, that good feeling all the way through you. You know, just filling you up. Feeling with you into that party. Everywhere you're going. If you're going shopping, wherever you're going, you're taking that feeling of love for you. Once you have that core feeling of love, it's going to be easier to recall that core feeling of love toward another person, perhaps, who you may not be looking forward to seeing. Or maybe at a given event you're going to, may say or do something that kind of rubs you the wrong way. So you you center in on a feeling of love for yourself because a person cannot upset you if you don't take it in into your core. So you want to protect the core from getting hurt by other people. It's just because a person is doing something that may be aggressive, hostile, inconsiderate, selfish, whatever, doesn't mean... You have to take that feeling into your core, does it? You can say, from here on, I refuse to take that into my core of who I am and how I feel about myself. So, especially at this time of year, if you have a lot of, I'm using that word again, pressure. If you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, it's time to do this exercise and just get to the core of you. And then you'll know that you don't have to be perfect. It's about the thought of other people. And materialism doesn't have a spirit. Materialism doesn't have a soul. Expectation and pressure do not have a spirit. Expectation and pressure are toxic. Toxic to you toxic to your core, toxic to your body. So you just want to, first and foremost, be very, very kind and loving to you. Because you are the only one who wakes up with yourself in the morning. You're, you're it. You're the one. You need to take care of yourself. And remember... You don't have to be perfect. You aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect. And finally, 
the last thing I'll say is if you're not going to put too much expectation on yourself, try not putting too much expectation on other people. Remember, other people may have feelings of pressure, problems. They don't, they may be not the most gracious people in the world. They don't really, they, they're not, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to act right to other people so that they, you know, other people feel well around them. They just, just have some forgiveness in your heart because forgiveness is a great strength and it's a gift you're giving to yourself. If you can forgive, forgive another person and don't interact, don't interact with them. Remember that. Lessen the degree of interaction down to nothing. If a person does or says something that is upsetting to you, you need to walk away. You could even have a book with you that is that makes you feel, here I'm saying makes you feel, that you feel good about when you read it. It's something funny. Or if you have your cell phone with you these days, who doesn't? Put a funny video on there so that when you're in the middle of maybe some conflicts, people are arguing, whatever, you just tune out to that and just positive. Maybe have some happy music, maybe some, I'm not saying zone out completely from everybody, but maybe you need a minute to regroup and feel something different than the environment you're in. And remember, you're, doing the, you're giving a gift to yourself. If you remove yourself from the situation that's causing you pain, all right? So there's different ways to do that. Try to expect less of other people and don't be hard on yourself, okay? And you can listen to this podcast as many times as you need to. That's what's great about podcasts because they're always in archive. And check out my website, talkboxradio.com. I do stream the podcast there. Remember, I want to hear from you. You are important to me. You're my listener. I want to hear from you. And I should say you are my listeners. I want to hear from all of you. I want to know how you're doing. And I want you to call me in future podcasts too. So for now, this is Lisa Earhart signing off. It's really been enjoyable and meaningful for me to do this podcast for you today. And there will be more coming. Care now. And be good to you. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio. Talk Box Radio.